Podcast. My name is Christian Duran, Senior Vice President of the Odeer Podcast, Odeer Nation, Odeer Limited, Odeer Weekly, and also Sidious there in 4-2, which with me on the one podcast where we talk about the things that would make your mother clutch her pearls and say, oh dear, are my co-hosts, Brett Rabel and Nick Whitmer. Yo, what's up, up? dog? I was trying to get that intro out fast because we, did we it. got some we got limited time, man. We got business to get to. We got, we got to Whitmer's to. got yeah, a doctor's appointment. He has uh, yeah. penis reduction surgery. Is that right, Nick? <laughs> yeah, it's not small enough for my liking. So I'll just <laughs> <laughs> take another couple inches off. <laughs> yeah, it went, went from three to one, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm really, I'm really hoping to get under one. <laughs> we do need a better. Oh, sorry, Chris. No, no, go, go, go. We need a better penile measuring. Ever, it's always in inches, but we need like, like breasts have like, oh, she uh, double D's or, right. you know, I mean, you know, as a single A, I think we need like a, <laughs> yeah. a, 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 a way to measure dicks that isn't just in length. Yeah, the the point was just the point is ended. It was just, I think we need, I think we need a better way to measure penis because length is, there's more that goes into it than just length. You know, I think you have to like factor in circumference. You got to factor in girth. You want to factor in density. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. You know, I also think that like, where's the body positive movement for dudes with small dicks? Like dudes with small dicks get so much, like they get made fun of by both sides and it's so like not their fault in any capacity at all. Mm-hmm. Like the people who have micro penises, there was a guy who wrote this article. He's like this British guy. And he, he's like, he was obsessed with his micro penis. And he, he wrote like, he made a documentary about it. And everybody just, everybody commenting on it is like, this guy sucks. And it's like, Dude, like, what did he do? Like, it's not like your dick size has anything to do with your character. It's not like the stronger you are, the more your dick grows. It's like this guy, happen to be born with like the worst disability <laughs> a guy could possibly have a micro penis because if you defend him everybody goes ah oh, you got a small dick too. yeah you have a small dick dude what you, you defended him bro you worried yeah. about your dick it's just like <laughs> well yeah. it's also like one of the it's like it's also i don't think women want to give up that insult if they can you know what i mean like that's that's yeah. one of the insults women can use they'll go you got a small dick and then they're like, oh, everybody goes, oh, oh yeah. they're not <laughs> give a, that up. If a girl, it. if a girl breaks up with a guy and then she's out to brunch with her girlfriends and she's like, Tyler had a small dick anyway, they'd be like, yeah, fuck him. But if I broke up with a girl and I was like, yeah, her pussy was all loose anyway, you'd be like, dude, you're a monster. <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with you? Why would you say that about her? <laughs> yeah. I love that you call, I mean, it really is like, you call it a disability, and it is. I mean, it is. You're not going to be able to file for government aid. <laughs> <laughs> I can't satisfy a woman, so can you pay my bills no, for me? You know, the, the Americans with Disabilities Act. I don't think micropenises are covered, <laughs> and I do think micropenis is the right way to pronounce it. Yeah, I was going to say, is that something I don't know? As a son of a doctor, you're educating me on how it's really pronounced. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's how people with micropenis pronounce it. That's what they. That's what they say when they when they sign up for their uh, disabled tag. They go, ta- they go <clears throat> tag. Um, actually, it's called <laughs> micropenis. It sounds like it does sound like a. Doesn't it sound like a uh, like a a structure in Greece? Yeah, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I saw that when I was on my honeymoon. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to swing by the Micropenis at 2 p.m. <laughs> it's in Mykonos, the Micropenis, <laughs> next to the ancient Athen ruins. Yeah. Tough, I yeah. Don't, but um, I don't think women care about, like, how do, how do I say this? Like, women don't care about, like, boob size in the way that guys care about, like, are worried about penis size. Are they, like, I don't think, are women, well, I guess they are because they, a lot of women get uh, pla- a boob jobs and stuff yeah i i I get it's different though like there there's like it's they're similar but it's not the same it's like if a woman doesn't have big tits i don't think she feels deep down something about her womanness or something yeah you know what i mean like there's like 
there's no term for someone with small tits, but we do have micro pinesses or whatever we're calling it. <laughs> there's a term for someone with a tiny dick. There's not a term for a woman who just has no tits. No, there is. Oh, it's uh, it's itty bitty titty syndrome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the president of the itty bitty titty committee. <laughs> itty bitty titty committee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's hilarious. But girls use that. That I think girls made that up. That's no guy would come up with itty bitty titty committee. That's We're good really- for like one rhyme, not that. Yeah. Many. that's like some M and M bars, dude. That's, yeah. like- <laughs> that's so funny. IBTC. Yeah. Um. So Afghanistan's in trouble. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we're definitely the the podcast that's meant to break this subject down. I know, dude. I I gotta be honest. I had no. I texted the group, but who would have thought Taliban would have a glow up in 2021? <laughs> I did not think they were gonna make a you know stage a Travolta like comeback. <laughs> we thought they were down and out, and they were like, "No, we still got some juice in the tank." Well, the funny thing was, is like. Uh, uh, somebody was reporting, I think it might've been like a, this is funny, but like the Taliban, like spokesperson was like, you know, it's a different Taliban now. It's more mature. <laughs> <laughs> and it instantly reminded me of that sketch you guys did where the Taliban was like trying to, uh, reconstruct his PR image. So they made a, <laughs> so they made a commercial like with oh, the ISIS one. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. God, that was so funny. That's Taliban. That is really funny that they, even they have to, they've had to probably progress a little bit too. Like, yeah, they're trying. I, cause I have, yeah, I think I've read similar things on like someone trying to be like, what's going to be a different regime? (laughs) And you're like, is it? But even they're like, we're, you know, we're not going to stone women in the street anymore. We'll do that in private. Um, (laughs) We just hired a head of diversity and inclusion. (laughs) It's a white guy though, because they're that. This is a man named Tyler Wolf, who is uh, our head of diversity and inclusion. John Marshall Walker, whatever, that guy who deflected to the Taliban. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a crazy thing. The funny thing is, is like people are like, fucking Biden, <laughs> like, <laughs> like he released the floodgates and, and it, like this wasn't a, a, a dumpster fire waiting to happen for the past 20 years. It's yeah. probably, yeah. Go ahead, it's, uh, no, it's I, I took a course in college about like international conflict and stuff. And they always talk about like they, they talked about war and they said, like, you're going to lose your war if your like military objective of the war can't be read on a license plate or on a, a bumper sticker yeah. from like two car lengths back. Like the, the whole reason we were in Afghanistan is so complicated and it became like. Well, now that we toppled their government, we might as well build it back. And they're like, all right, sure. Okay, maybe we need to build them. Like, it was just like, it's the whole Afghanistan as a country is just a country because the Britain drew the lines that way. Like, people who live in Afghanistan don't consider themselves an Afghani. They consider themselves like a Sunni or a Shia or a Kurd or even what I don't even know if the Kurds are there, but essentially it's like a bunch of tribes who really don't give a fuck about afghanistan they just care about their tribe Mm -hmm. so like we enlisted a bunch of soldiers we were paying a bunch of soldiers to be soldiers for afghanistan but as soon as we stopped yeah like the checks stopped coming and they're like what are we doing this for again (laughs) and they just stopped because they don't give a fuck about protecting their country like that has no interest to them at all it's just a different culture it was just never, ever, ever, ever going to work. And this was definitely going to happen no matter who was president, no matter who decided to withdraw. But I will say, like, the execution of it was pretty lousy. <laughs> like, mm. I don't know what Biden was thinking. Yeah, but uh, in what way could you have a graceful exit? Isn't yeah. it guaranteed well, no. to be lousy? Well, no. I mean, you, inst- you could have pulled the troops out last. You could have evacuated all these people who are trying to get out now who helped us. There was, like, there's like uh, – 18,000 translators, Afghani people who help the U.S. military by translating, and they have collectively like 50,000 spouses and children, and they basically all did the United States a huge favor by servicing the military with translating, and basically they're like, yeah, we want out, and they applied for 
the, the paperwork to leave. And then would they just send the military out? So there's no way to guarantee that they'll be able to leave. So what they should have done was get all of the people out first and then leave. And that way, whatever happens is on them. Because there's no way that we can ensure that the Afghanistan army is going to fend off the Taliban. That's not anything that we can do. But we can get our people out first. Yeah, they just kind of ripped the Band-Aid off, didn't they? <laughs> they just like, all right, let's go. Let's pull up stakes and get the fuck this out is- of here. They, they, left, they left that party, like, you know when you, like, take a huge shit and, at a party and the <laughs> toilet's clogged and you're like, I got to get the fuck out of here now. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's, it's, <laughs> everybody realizes that I shit. <laughs> yeah, that I, I – yeah, but they, I think people realize who probably <laughs> – Is that so, so relatable, Brett? Yeah, every time I'm at a party, I just – end up inevitably taking a huge shit and clogging the toilet. Dude, I mean, at least 50% of the party. <laughs> and they're New York ones, too, so everyone can hear you in the bathroom. Oh, no. By the way, next time I, I'm just going to just like, the, there's this to me, like, there's no way conspiracies are real. Right. Yeah. Look how incompetent, like, the government had spent $1 trillion, hundreds of thousands of soldiers on the ground, 20 years and they fucked it up still look how bad we fucked up covid response like look how bad the government consistently performs on a day-to-day basis whatever and you think that they are secretly running a pedophile ring there's no way they could pull it off even if they wanted to too many logistics there's no way they could pull that off because they're that's how incompetent they are there's no way they could have pulled off 9-11 with a million people talking there's just no way. There's just no way. There's zero, zero way. So well, whatever is... evidence you have that suggests that you're right about your conspiracy, this trumps all of it. There's no yeah. way they can. All, right, all right, all right, all right. Spoken like a true sheep. Christian, go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is. I I texted that this is all part of the plan. This is all part of a twenty year plan to make Joe Biden look bad before he ever had any. <laughs> any interest in becoming president this is all part of the plan uh obama was part of the plan and so was trump trump was part of the plan to uh ruin their pedophile ring that they started themselves yeah <laughs> so they put him in place to get people riled up for some reason so yeah that we could leave afghanistan and have COVID at the same time i mean it was all part of the plan it's all like if you just do the research You'll fucking figure it out. There's a map. If you do the research. <laughs> I, I think there's like, there's this big disconnect. I think people just assume everything is run so well because of how we see it. Like if, like yeah. for instance, like a company, I don't know, like uh, I'm trying to remember. I interviewed for a company. I can't even remember what it was now, but it's like a big company. It's like a company that has an online store and like everybody's heard of them. And you would just think that like, oh, it's run by like this committee of people who all are like know exactly what they're doing. And like I interviewed and like I literally like met like four people who were who like are in charge and they're all like 26-year-old dudes. Like like I guess I'm just trying to say is we all like it seems like everybody knows what they're doing and it seems like everything's run so well, but every single segment of the population and every single uh, business or every single government entity is just running by just a bunch of people doing the best that they can do. Like it's not necessarily yeah. this in like this amazingly run thing so the government's not organized enough it's just a bunch of people doing the best they can do i think that could be said for jeffrey epstein's ring Mm -hmm. of uh collaborators too everyone was just doing their best he's just doing his best to blackmail anybody he's just trying to get by man trying to live his best life while blackmailing a bunch of uh, politicians and celebrities but even that guy like if he was doing it so well how the fuck did he get caught Hey, everybody gets sloppy at some point. <laughs> but like, but you're telling me that the CIA is running this guy? I mean, like, no, hold on. Like, but you know what I mean? Like, you're gonna the local DA's office in Florida thwarted the CIA? Is that what you're trying how to did, tell me? How did he get caught? I mean, you know, it's a pretty bad big thing. I I, I do like the idea of there being you know those like world's dumbest criminals TV show <laughs> where, where I don't know it's like a crook trying to fucking take a bunch of liquor at and he like doinks his head against the front yeah. door. 
I like what? the idea of like world's dumbest criminals. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein <laughs> thought world's dumbest pedophiles. Watch this pedophile. <laughs> He's coming home to get condoms <laughs> and Twizzlers. <laughs> it, it took him three yeah. whole times to kill himself. <laughs> oh, it's him hanging himself. <laughs> he tried to kill himself like two other times. And- that necktie is not strong enough to hold your body weight. <laughs> uh. I do think, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I do think uh, it has to be the right thing to do, right? We, like, it's one of those things where, like, we should have been out of there 20 years ago. Yeah, right. that was the thing. It's just the, the simple, simple answer is we never should have been there to begin with. It was like, it was a bunch of, um, it was a bunch of extremists, like 11, right? Who did 9-11? 11 extremists for, who were trained in, like, Pakistan, weren't they? That's and, the thing that's so st- stupid about it is, like, Al-Qaeda – the Taliban didn't do 9-11. Al-Qaeda did 9-11. Yeah. Al-Qaeda was funded by Saudi Arabia, and we somehow ended up in Iraq and Afghanistan, and both of those wars went terrible. And it's like, wh- what was anybody doing this entire time? It was just justifying the budget. That's all it was. The military yeah. people were like, hey, guys, they're giving us a lot of money. If we don't start blowing shit up, people are going to start asking some questions. We got to start yeah. blowing some shit up. Or else they're going to be like, why are we spending all this money on missiles? So, like, it's the military industrial complex. It's like all of that shit. It, it has way more to do with people justifying their own existence mm-hmm. than it does with, like, anything else. Yeah. A, a trillion dollars, eh? Dude, my friend was my friend's in the in the Air Force, and he told me that like he's in a department in the Air Force that like at the end of the year, any extra money that they have in the budget, they just frivolously buy up shit because yeah. they know if they don't spend the money and give it back, then next year they're going to be like, well, we're not giving it to you. But that's like that would be fine if it's like if it's like per diems on like random trips. Yeah. But it's for like, oh fuck, we should just all right, let's just get eleven more tanks right now. We should just yeah, get- yeah, you yeah. Know what every you know what every company does with that money at the end of the year? They have a Christmas party. They don't buy a Blackhawk <laughs> helicopter. <laughs> you just have a fucking you have Snoop Dogg come Christmas party. You don't buy a fucking tank. We got yes. So if you work in the private sector, you have a you have a. Uh, incentive to come in under budget and stuff but if you work in the government you're like no spend all of it so we get more next year yeah the way it is. i wonder if the you know taliban is going to be making the rounds on like american daytime tv on like the press release <laughs> just on the press tour yeah you know what i mean coming up on the view it's the view. uh <laughs> taliban leader abdur hasmalad <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg. So what's going on? <laughs> what's going on with this Taliban? And then the entire time he's like, why are these women addressing me? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> why aren't you covered up? <laughs> oh, I can Whoopi. see your hair. Oh, stop it. Whoopi, I would love to talk about the Taliban, but first I must say you were phenomenal in Ghost. <laughs> I have a poster of it in my, in my jihad. Uh, I don't know what that is. It's made of a word. Um, I do want to talk about this because I just saw this. What happened in wrestling? (laughs) (laughs) Well, if you must know. (laughs) No. Pro Football Hall of Famer Brett Favre was known as, uh, I'm sorry, Brett Favre uh, says kids shouldn't play tackle football until they are 14. Uh That's Bret Hart. Bret Hart. I do. Oh my god! Oh my god, dude! Oh my god! I love that your Freudian slip. <laughs> no, dude, wrestling. it's not a Freudian slip. It's a McMahon slip. I know. <laughs> oh, oh shit, man! No, that's Bret not Hart like. Too. That's pretty like. That's. I mean, my dad kind of thought that too when we were growing up. I mean, granted, I still played football from like the ages of nine, from nine years old on, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty, uh, I think that's pretty much the way it should go. I think kids should play flag football until they're like in ninth grade and then they can play contact. I mean, you know, if you want your kids to go up, grow up in this like PC, like yeah. very like pussy fucking snowflake, fucking snowflake. No, so man. Lame, dude. Kid, Fuck that. If anything, kids, I mean, I don't actually believe this, but just for the sake of the counterpoint, um, Kids can't really hit each other hard, right? They're kids. 
So I I say we should we should stop tackle football at age fourteen, and from then on, (laughs) everyone, including grown men who are two hundred eighty pounds of pure muscle, have to do flag. That actually makes more sense because as a kid, as like a younger kid, you're a little more resilient towards like just scrapes and screw, you know, uh, all that shit. You're indestructible. Yeah. The older you get, the more it makes sense to be playing flag football. (laughs) Like, (laughs) it would extend like Kurt Warner's career by a lot. Yeah, there's an American flag football league, and it's just like borderline unwatchable. (laughs) (laughs) It's like they have like retired NFL guys in it, and you're just like. Dude, this is not fun. You need it. It needs to flag football is too easy for people who are yeah. that good at football. Mm-hmm. It's just not fun. It's just not, it's not fun. Yeah, it's not fun to watch a guy where you take his flag and he's smiling about it. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, oh, you got me. You want to see a dude like flag football highlight, like compilation greatest hits. And it's just like people just go, <laughs> they add in sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> dude it's it's really funny though like how much hitting used to be celebrated in the media like on uh, yeah. the sunday espn sunday morning has a pregame show for, like a couple hours before the one o'clock game start and like their famous segment was called he got jacked up or whatever oh so, like, they would literally like and that's only because like, they couldn't say fucked up <laughs> yeah so they would literally play a clip of a of a football player absolutely getting demolished and then they would all yell at the same time you got jacked up. So sweet. And, and then they, uh, there was this random shift from that to come on, man. So they okay. changed it to now there's now the, they, it took what took its place was now they basically show somebody doing something stupid and they all go, come on, man. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. But it's so funny. That just happened. And like, there was no like, press release that just like overnight they're like guys we gotta stop this shit like I, I, which which fox show was that or which because i remember ESPN. a fox show i think it was the fox football pregame they had a segment about big hits and it was the uh, the title of it was he gonna be retarded now <laughs> <laughs> and michael irving would go he gonna be retarded now <laughs> He definitely gonna murder his wife when he retires. God, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we really, but also like Rig, you would know this. You're the resident football expert, and surprisingly, with I'm very impressed because I honestly know nothing about that. You knew a lot about like what's going on in Afghanistan and everything. Yeah. And, like uh, <laughs> and, uh, I was like, well, what's our worldly geopolitics like uh, mm-hmm. advisor? I was like, I don't know. We're leaving. And here's a Travolta, here, here's a Travolta reference. I don't know. That's all. That's all I got. But um, how much? How much has? Let's go the year 2000, roughly to 2020. How much are you able to like, like fuck a guy up? Like, because there's been a lot of rules on certain types of tackles that are not that are no longer allowed, right? Right. Right. Yeah. I feel like it probably started in like the late. Aughts, like maybe like maybe started around like 2007 2008 where like it became like a real thing and then they started changing rules and then like people started going this is gonna make the game shitty and then the game just grows and grows and grows and grows and grows and it's like people act like they're gonna stop watching and they're never gonna stop watching it isn't yeah. it's just it's like if you can gamble on it as much as you can gamble on football and you have a fantasy football lineup, like no one's going to stop. Like it's just not going to happen. That's why it's always laughable when people go soccer guys, soccer in, tw- <laughs> in 20 years is going to be the number one sport in America. They've been saying that since 1970. And when has it ever even cracked the top four? It's like, granted, I'm not shitting on soccer. I'm just saying like in the American zeitgeist soccer, like it's not like this thing that registers the same way as American football. And it's not anything to dis like to disparage soccer. It's just like a cultural difference between us and the places where soccer is very, very popular. I wonder why it, that is. It's because Americans are retarded and love advertisements. That's if you really want to know. What, what are it you talking? Uh, soccer is a, all it is is an advertisement. You don't even know what uniform someone has on because I had seven different corporate. Yeah. Logos hold on, on. hold on. Are we, are you really want to do this? You really want to do this battle? Football is eleven minutes of play. And then it's three and a half hours. It is all ads. 
That is why it's like, I think as the biggest television contract, that's why they love it the most is it's just all ads. Soccer is 45 minutes. We're going to let ads roll for 15. They'll talk like for five. And then we're going to play for another 45 minutes. And that's the game. Football okay, well, is we're going to play for two minutes. All right. Now three minutes ads. Everybody take an ad break. Play for another six minutes. Not even. Play for another two minutes. Another 10 minutes of ad. Football is way – so is baseball. It's it's crazy. Don't even act like soccer is even near the ad level of football. No, it's it's all the same ad level. The only difference is is that the NFL no, has infinitely more eyes on it. So no, it's not. Wait, in, in what world is there, are there as many ads in soccer as there are in football? Because, because the NFL – You play for 45 because, uninterrupted minutes. Okay. That's okay, that's okay. literally quite literally like there's no world in which you're right about this. It's 45 interrupted minutes, 15 minute half, 45 minutes of soccer. Because there's no ads. 90, no, all 90 minutes of soccer is an ad. When you're watching the game, they have ads on their jerseys. There's ads playing in the stadium behind you. There's ads everywhere. Everything is an ad. Everything is an ad. That's how you but, pay for all of it. To but there are, doesn't have ads. Is that's so not what dumb. I'm saying. I'm saying it has less. You dummy. Listen it to me. Less, though. It, has, it has just as much. As no, it else. doesn't. No, yes, it doesn't. It does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it there, does. yes, you are right. You are right. There are there are one. There is one logo on a jersey. That is true. There are true. several. <laughs> okay, then point to a team where there's several. That is like a legit team. That's like Man City, Man United, or an MLS team, or even or a German team. There's not. It's not like NASCAR where it's all logos. There's one. You sell the billboard on the jersey to one, and that's the ad. But to act like there, there are built like yes, there is a flashing like uh, you know a ring that is billboards. Not even like billboards. Not that big. Yes, there are advertisements there that will say various things. Whoever the fuck is advertising. But that is way less intrusive than just three minutes of television ads every two minutes. Okay, you, but the, you know what I'm saying? Like in in football, football is three and a half hours. There is eleven minutes of gameplay of the actual play, and then there is like there's there's studies that show this. There's eleven minutes of play, and then there are literally two and a half hours of Ford ads, of beer ads, of whatever the Hooters. I don't know. But so it's like it's they're really incomparable. Is soccer? It's just incomparable. Like it's way less intrusive. You're you're right. There is a ring around the field that will say whatever the but fuck. The, but the thing about soccer is, is that the way the game is designed is not to be broken up with anything. Football is a play happens right. and a whistle that's, blows, and that and is my critic. That's a fair criticism, oh. though, about okay, the sport. But, so, but what you're saying is, is because of soccer's flow. And you're seeing less ads, but I would argue you're really not seeing less ads. You're just you're seeing the same ad for longer is what you're doing. All 90 minutes of soccer, you're seeing ads all 90 minutes. When you're watching the actual play of football, you're actually you're very rarely seeing an ad while you're watching football. Like during a commercial, sure, that's what they are, but that's unavoidable because of the way football is played. There's going to be a whistle and there's going to be a break, and in that break, they're going to show a commercial because that's what pays for this whole thing. So to act like soccer is this some sort of thing that, oh, I watch it because I'm not inundated with all these ads. It's like, what are you talking about? All of 90 minutes of gameplay of soccer, you're, you're actually visibly Your seeing ads. Your ad the whole time. Yeah. You're not watching the ad. You're watching play. There is – it's not ads even an ad. It's not, vision. <laughs> it's not an ad. It's a logo because it's just like a logo that says Adidas or That's an ad. TikTok. <laughs> that's advertisement. But that's not literally 30 seconds where you're just watching an Adidas ad. Like they're – like how, how do you guys not get that two hours of advertisements is more than – a logo being in the background, which I don't like, but who cares? It's not because really interrupting the, anything. Well, because first of all, with with the NFL red zone and the NFL like pass, there's there's certain ways of watching football completely uninterrupted, but missing every single ad there is. So if you're if you're doing it that way, if you're watching the red zone, you don't even see one ad besides the ad that sponsors the red zone. So if it's like Amazon, you'll be like, the NFL Red Zone brought to you by Amazon, and then that's it. You're done with ads. And then you might see an Amazon logo every now and then. I didn't know so that like, existed. I yeah, was it's, like, the I NFL was like, Red Zone is a channel that makes you just watch football with no commercials. <laughs> whenever, a, whenever a team is done, 
uh, with the play, it, it goes to another game. It just keeps changing. Just it's to changing. be clear, really just to be clear, if you do Google how much game plays are in football, an average football game lasts three hours and 12 minutes. But if you tally up the time when the ball is in play, the action amounts to a mere 11 minutes. Is that right? Uh, yes, that is. That's no this, the game. The game. The, there's. There's literally six. No, 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 no. This is how. This is how much time football is actually being played. Like game play. Yes, you are right. When someone does a running play and they get tackled, the clock keeps moving. Right. So that's not officially game play because they're resetting the ball, right. they're going in their huddle, and whatever they do. Uh, but uh, there's eleven minutes of play. There are more than 100 commercials in just 11 minutes of play. There's like these are studies done by like sports. I think that's a complete. I think Journal. I think I think that's an unbelievably ignorant way of looking at football, though, to act like only 11 minutes of it is enjoyable because that's the, the amount that's of time. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying you're there's saying 11 minutes of, of gameplay. You're saying that 11 minutes of football, and then the rest of it's ads, and it's just like that's such an intellectually dishonest argument. It's no, it's not. not. No, it's yes, not. It is. Yes, because you're not watching. A football game is not 11 minutes long. The broadcast, the, it, you're literally watching at least 60 minutes because quarters are 15 minutes long. Plus, there's interviews in between, after. Like, the actual, what you're actually I, watching a football you're right. is, is probably close to two hours. I don't think, I, you people, Americans hours. like ads. Like, I don't knock people for liking advertisements. I don't knock people for... Like the stopping and starting, it's not doesn't mean it's less enjoyable. There's some stopping and starting. It's obviously not meant to be a fluid game. It's meant to have three to eight second bursts. Like that's why four downs. But it it is just true that there is a literal eleven minutes of play. That doesn't mean it's only eleven minutes of enjoyable time. Although when I do watch football, I like just watching the highlights because the NFL posts like the ten minutes that matter on their YouTube and it. But well, um, I feel like it would be like watching a stand-up special and only counting the the moments of laughter and being like, oh, well, you only laughed for 12 minutes of the 60 minutes of stand-up. So, like, really, there's only 12 minutes. Of, it's like, what are you talking about? In context, all of it matters. Setups I, matter. Stories matter. I, like, it all matters. So to act I, like – It, it all matters. The, the ads matter. Everything matters. Like, there's no world in which you're going to convince me – the ads of soccer are more intrusive than the ads of football. Football, the way it's built, is built to have ad breaks. That is right. just naturally how the sport is. That's not a well, knock on the, the sport. sport the it's sport just meant to be that the, way. The, the 1800s before there was TV and advertisements. So that the game wasn't designed for ads. It's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you got me on semantics. It was designed and it was very seamlessly designed to have ads built into it. Yes, you're right. The guy who made football didn't go. We need to sell tacos. All right. Uh, yeah. But it is a very that's that's a component of why I think it's very big in America, because when you put in ads, no, it's a broader point of what you put in people's faces is a thing that can probably be most monetizable. And why do you? It's monetizable. It's like a chicken and egg thing. The reason why it's so monetizable is because people love it so much that they can throw ads in it and get a shit ton of money. Because of the amount of people who are watching it, it's not like people are like, "Dude, I love Bud Light. I can't wait to watch a football game for the Bud Light ads." No, no wait, that's not that what way. I'm saying. You have to actually like try and parse out the words and not interpret the bad version of my point. I am saying <laughs> it's like what you're intentionally just like doing, like, and in no world, like, I can't believe, like, just I, like an Adidas logo in the background, you act like is more intrusive than literally watching an uninterrupted two minutes of advertisements. That's not even remotely fair. Of you. I, I, I don't think it's fair to act like soccer is this like amazing experience because it doesn't have ads when literally it's all ads. It's the same. It's like, just because it's not a TV commercial doesn't mean there's not ads that you're seeing all the time. That's not so, what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's like more pure or like, Oh, but the sport is just, Oh, I get to watch a sport for 45 minutes of fluid play. And I like not having to watch an ad in between 45 minutes. I personally skip ads anytime there's a YouTube video, um, but that's all I was saying. We, that's all I was saying is it's a less ad centric sport. And yeah, you're right. Soccer, the joke in soccer is it's been the sport of the future since 1978 when Pele played for the Cosmos. But uh, I, but I think the whole thing started when I said that the NFL is the biggest sport in soccer. 
isn't going to get there. And then I think your argument was that something along to do with it's because of ads or something. And soccer doesn't have ads, so it makes it less enjoyable for people. I, I, was that the premise that we were trying to talk a lot? Because I don't think that's said, remotely well, true. He said, he said, uh, if I remember, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but you said Americans are retarded because they like to watch ads, like an hour of ads and however many minutes of play. I stand right. by calling Americans retarded. <laughs> I stand by that. I stand by we don't think of you can get bigger TV contracts because there are ads. Football probably supplanted baseball as the biggest sport in America in what, like, I don't know, 95 or some shit, like 2000 roughly. I don't know what the what it would be. but And then baseball has obviously steeply declined since then in terms of how – uh, much of a hole it has in like the zeitgeist. And I think the NBA is probably the sport in America that has the most cultural cachet. Um, it's like outside a difference of, yeah. between like, like not even outside of football. Football is still McDonald's, but in terms of cultural cachet, the amount of stars that the NBA is like produced is so much larger than football. I mean, it's a broader thing where there's 12 or what, 11 guys on a side in football. They all wear helmets. You don't connect with them yeah. as much as players. Basketball, there's five. You see their faces. Basketball just that, way, way more stars than football, especially this new generation. But uh, it's different because the the basketball has more individual stars, but no one gives a shit about the teams. The, the, the teams are the stars in the NBA or in the NFL. Like the Dallas Cowboys are a valuable franchise. And people love the Cowboys and whatever team is on the Cowboys, players are on the Cowboys are going to watch. And like the NBA is like, I'm a LeBron fan and I like whatever team LeBron plays for. So there are more stars in the NBA, but there's really only four or five stars in the NBA who are like truly, truly superstars. And whereas the NFL also has probably like four or five people who are really popular but the, no player is bigger than the sport, whereas the basketball, every star is bigger than the sport. Um, but I think that the NFL will run into a superstar problem outside of, like, Mahomes, which, like, thank God they have him. Uh, I don't know. Like, obviously, Brady's worth so much money to that league, and the fact that he keeps playing is so good for the NFL – um, but even if Brady retired, I mean, Peyton Manning retired and Peyton Manning was the biggest star in the game one. And then he left and then there was an the next Mahomes. The NFL doesn't need stars the way the NBA needs stars. The NBA had a problem after Jordan that really didn't get alleviated until LeBron came into the league. Well, Kobe, Kobe was huge. No, no, yeah. no, no. But Kobe was huge, of course, but it wasn't until there was Kobe and LeBron where the eyes got to where they were with Jordan. The NBA's ratings have never been as good as they were with with Jordan. Jordan was that much of a draw that people would watch Jordan. The NBA, like a regular season NBA game, gets like almost no views. Like well, NFL like, game, yeah. if, if you look at the views, if you look at ratings, like the number one show on five different networks is an NFL game. It's like it's, NFL it's, apple, it's apples and oranges. There are 82 NBA games a year. There's 16 NFL games. Sure, sure. But even finals games, like a regular season football game, will beat, will beat an NBA finals game, uh, you know, in terms of people watching. You know, like just a run-of-the-mill Thursday night football game in America will beat the NBA's literally championship game. Uh, in terms of eyeballs on it. So I'm not saying the NBA is not huge. The NBA is obviously huge, and it has a huge cultural significance. And I think that that's probably the biggest threat there is to football. But the problem with the NBA that if they don't have a LeBron, a Kobe, or a Jordan playing at any given time, it's really going to dip the ratings, whereas the fo football doesn't have that. They, they're not dependent on stars for their ratings. It helps. Everybody loves Mahomes, everybody loves Peyton, everybody loves Brady, or hates them and loves to watch for whatever reason. But the NFL, like if Tom Brady retired tomorrow, it's not going to affect the ratings the NFL this year. Whereas if LeBron retired tomorrow, it would definitely affect NBA ratings. I mean, it realistically probably affect ratings. But yeah, your point is taken well, that it wouldn't affect it as much. But it certainly would affect if 
less people are going to watch if Tom Brady's not playing for the Buccaneers than if they had their backup, whoever his name is, Tom Templeman. Like, but here's the no thing, one. though. Here's the reason why football watches is because Tom Brady will retire and then a bunch of people will draft Tom Templeton on their fantasy team thinking it's an opportunity since Brady's not playing. And then people will go and bet against the Buccaneers because Tom Brady's not playing. And then everybody will watch those games still because they have stakes. You're you're absolutely right. We have a lot of – we still have a lot of COVID deniers that watch football. So your point is, like, (laughs) take them well. Like, we had – there is a divide that, like, you know, a lot of America – you know, it's anti-vax and they tune into the NFL and, you know, I respect that. That's all good. But um, I was going to say, if I was um, Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk or something, I would take some money just out of my pocket and uh, present the Super Bowl commercial free <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just to be an asshole to like every company. <laughs> the Super Bowl presented commercial free by Elon Musk, not Amazon, by the way, either. By yeah, Jeff Bezos. yeah, you have to thank him. <laughs> yeah. and then, That'd be uh, really great if Elon was like, I'm tired of the commercials. I'm just going to buy out all the sponsorships. Yeah, <laughs> but no, also no downs, like no timeouts. Yeah. No, it's nope. all... <laughs> <laughs> no stoppage of play. It's like an hour long game. And then everybody, you just watch everybody's heart blow up. <laughs> because That's they so don't stop whatsoever. Funny. That's so funny. How much would that cost to buy every Super Bowl ad? That's very I mean, calculatable. That's got to be think, like a billion. Let me, right? let me look up. Yeah, it's got to be over a billion. Because a, a, isn't it like a million dollars a second? Yeah. So if it's a million dollars a second, let's say there's about ninety minutes of ads to two hours of ads. And plus, we just we just illustrated how many hours of uh, commercials are there in an average game. Uh, I can I get the link. Uh, it says a thirty a thirty second commercial for Super Bowl Fifty Four in two thousand twenty cost about five point six million dollars. Wow. Um, and there are there are more than a hundred million. So yeah, there are more million, than about yeah. 10 million per minute. Yeah. Um, yeah. 2020 are, Super Bowl ad revenue was like $450 million. Oh my God. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Half a uh, that sounds about right. So, wow. That's really not that much. That's not <laughs> I mean, dude, I, not dude, for a guy like that. Uh, <laughs> that's what I mean. For a guy of that much money, yeah. he, that's like kind of a funny lark. Bezos and like, owns, yeah, Bezos, Bezos, be funny. Bezos was like, listen, I can't give you guys all the health care like you want. I'm not going to do it, but I will say this. I'm going to save you from a lot of commercials. This year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeff Bezos is like, I just want to do something nice since you guys all sent me to space. So <laughs> the Super Bowl will it, now have no commercials. But then it's funny because the Super Bowl is definitely like it's an event and a show in and of itself. And the ads are a huge component Part of, of the it, show. Yeah. So it's like even when he was doing something nice, some people were like, Dude, fuck you. I wanted Fucking to watch. Dick. I want to see the new Doritos commercial, man. What the fuck? <laughs> Not to mention those ads give so many actors amazing livelihoods. Like an actor gets that and they're like, oh my God, I'm set for a decade. I've heard that. Like the reason why you just watch these commercials and all of a sudden like Paul Rudd is in a Bud Light commercial, it's because they, they basically were like, how much money can we give Paul Rudd to do this? And Paul Rudd doesn't need the money, but the money is so ridiculous for like a day of work that he's like, how do I say no to this? I can't say no. (laughs) Like it would be... So like everybody would be like, dude, why is Paul Rudd in that commercial? It's because they offered him that much money. It's, you know what? Yeah, that's a that's a thing that bothers me about like celebrities, and maybe I've said this before. I, I think about it a lot. Is whenever they go, so why'd you want to do this movie? Nobody ever goes. Well, they paid me really well. Uh, <laughs> I mean, like it sounds like you're like saying the movie's shit, but that doesn't necessarily mean the movie's bad. You're like, I read the script. It was awesome. I, it was like one of the best things I've ever read. And the paycheck was amazing. Like nobody ever goes like, oh, why do you work at your job? Like people go, well, the pay right. is great. That's the first thing anybody who works a regular job says. Right. The pay it's like they gave me, and it's they gave me five. <laughs> yeah. They gave me five scripts and I chose the one that paid me the most. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so funny. It it's is like, true. They asked Michael Caine, uh, like, why were you in Jaws 3? He goes, well, because I needed a house. So he's like, I bought my second house with that money. That's why I like that movie. 
The uh, when I saw I saw Marlon Wayans perform Saturday night at uh, Gotham Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, how was it? It was great, man. It was fun to watch. He's an amazing performer. He um he actually did mention he was like, you, "Do you guys know how hard I've had to work to make seventeen terrible movies?" <laughs> <laughs> That's really. Funny. People are like, "Why were you in Little Man?" He was like, "Bitch, they paid me a million dollars." You would have been in a shitty movie if they paid you a million dollars. That's true. So he, I respect that he, he uh, you know, I wouldn't say all of his movies are terrible, but uh, he did. <laughs> but obviously, <laughs> it's like they're gonna uh, make the movie with or without you. So if it's between not working or making a couple mil, take the mil, man. They would find someone else for, yeah. and they might give them if they're not as famous as you. They probably give them oh seven hundred grand. Yeah. Nick Cannon doesn't need the 750, you know? <laughs> and uh, actually he does. He has like 12 kids. Yeah. And he is, uh, doesn't it, didn't his career dry up a little when you are anti-Semitic? Isn't that? Is he? Oh yeah. Dude, he he's such a joke. I think Brett was talking about it. It was like Nick Cannon, like did has dissed Eminem and like so many freestyles that he puts on YouTube and like Eminem, like <laughs> will never, never respond. Cause they're like, cause he's just like, Dude, you're so embarrassing. If I got a rap beef with you, it would be it'd be the death of my career. Oh <laughs> yeah, my God. it's an inherent L when you like <laughs> yeah. when you credibilize the 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 missive. That's really funny. Speaking of seeing comedians over the weekend, I saw Louis C.K. Oh wow! Night. Yeah, disgraced comedian Louis C.K. Let me let yeah, sorry. put it yeah. put it right. Yeah, Come so. On. He did Madison Square Garden, right? He did he did Madison Square Garden and the interesting the theater, thing, right? The theater. And I'm looking okay. and I'm just looking around the theater and you realize this is a Saturday show. He did two shows. I mean, I don't know if it was sold out, but it looked like it was sold out. And you just go, man, people like Twitter is not that big. Like t- the the Twitter outrage no. is not that no. is not is not the general consensus because nope, there was I heard, enough um, people in New York City to go see that show, and they gave him a standing ovation when he came out. Dude, I um, I I read, no, I heard on a podcast or something. Someone was talking about, uh, what the hell was it now? Oh, it was the the NFL made a rule change, and Twitter was like going nuts over this rule change, yeah. and this guy basically came out. He's like, dude. The, 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 only 28% of Americans are on Twitter. That's mm. it. 28%. And that then 70, well, yeah. 72% of Americans are not on Twitter, but yet we go to Twitter as the pulse of America to see what, what, what everything is. So all these people are on Twitter bitching because that's what they do on Twitter. And we go, oh my God, what an unpopular decision. We better change. Corporations are like, oh no, okay, we won't do that. We're so sorry. And it's yeah. like, it's not even enough people for it to be an accurate sample size of how people actually feel. And it's like, like, it's like, that's why these shows like Roseanne and stuff, like we're like, they get so much more views, obviously before she got canceled or whatever. Like people just don't Garth Brooks. We were talking about Garth Brooks in the group chat, how much he's, he's bigger than he's way bigger than Beyonce could ever dream of getting, but no one talks about him. It's like this, it's the true silent majority of America where there's just, all these people who have these opinions who don't subscribe to this Twitter bullshit and they, they go and see people who they love. And Louie was like such a beloved comedian. And just because fucking a bunch of cunts on Twitter hate him doesn't mean that everybody does. That's what, that's what I, um, uh, I, I just, um, fuck, I lost my point. Well, shame uh, on you. Shame on you for going to that. I think it, is what we wanted was, to say. Yes. You're right. You're right. It was, um, it was definitely in poor taste. Um, you know, it was, no, but, I will say, I will say yeah. when you, when he came out, like the voices you hear shouting, Louie, Louie, were definitely like gruff male voices. <laughs> like it wasn't, there wasn't like a lot of like, Louie, Louie, <laughs> like uh, it was definitely, um, that kind of thing. He did say, I mean, I don't want to give his whole thing cause I'm pretty sure they were filming a special, but, um. He did say uh, about COVID, he's like, it's and it's an interesting point where he's like, it's the first time everybody in the world has had the same problem. And uh, oh, that's wow. But he was like, it's interesting because like 
you guys all had to live how I just lived for the past year. <laughs> just staying inside, <laughs> not seeing anybody, uh, washing, <laughs> washing your groceries for some reason. <laughs> oh, shit. That's fucking funny, man. Yeah. And he, and by the way, like the first thing, so his openers are finished and then they're, they're in front of a curtain curtain goes up it's completely black and then all you see is the words sorry and big lights <laughs> and then he's just, that's his backdrop for the whole show it just says sorry and uh he's this just trolling opening. people it's a genius opening but that's um, great but yeah about uh twitter yeah it's 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 that's what oh, sorry that was gonna be my point it's that like this like fake outrage thing is like it to me i don't know if it's right but it's gonna be like it feels like it's destined to die as long as there's capitalism you know what i mean like as long as people go like well roseanne makes money like it's i don't know oh yeah and i mean yeah the show roseanne is on yeah without roseanne because that show makes money is it on still they're running well, well, with not, her name? Well, no, no. It's well, not, no. It's called the, the Connors, Connors. but it's, it's about the, the family. Show. I mean, I, 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 I assume the ratings dropped, but not enough to yeah. cancel it. Right. Jeez, that's so, amazing. But that's where this stuff falls off for me because I'm like, you know, when this st- this stops selling and becomes an unpopular thing, like they're gonna move away from it, right? Like these corporations do this stuff because it looks good on them. But the minute they don't have to, they won't. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you're maybe it won't maybe it won't ever go away. Maybe it's just the new like I, I, the new thing. But I'm very cynical and very wary of it. Of of what do you wait, which part of, are you cynical of? Corporate wokeism. Yeah. Oh, I mean Oh yeah. That's the biggest It's, it's already ha- it's already happening. I mean, you say twenty eight percent of America's on Twitter. I would I would be like 20% of America has at one point activated a Twitter account, right? but in no world is one fourth of every America. Even if I think about people in my life, like who is actively on Twitter? I don't know, man. Very yeah. few people are like actively, like I passively check it like one to legit, literally one to two times a day. Um, but uh, so it, it really is so unrepresentative. And I mean, I think it'll just, that'll just be like, what was unfortunate is that was taken to be like the voice of all people and the people. And really what it ever was, was just a voice of a small sect of people who are hyper pop culture involved, hyper interested and involved in media. And I always feel like for everyone involved in media, everyone is jealous of everyone. Yeah, like, you know, people are commenting on movies, almost certainly would rather be yep. making the movies. These people in, watching yeah. Louie be, I mean, yeah. in that time period, you know, I think there's like even career jealousy from not even just comics, like as far as yeah. Louie becoming at one point the biggest comedian in America. Like, I think there is, I think people like, and I think that even to a degree, and I'll take a step out on a ledge here, I think to a degree, that is a component of Cuomo's takedown. I imagine there is a lot of career relish in watching this guy who's been a piece of shit to a lot of people go down. Even though, frankly, the truth is, is not all 11 allegations are actually that bad, but 11 is a bigger, worse number. It doesn't mean that some of them aren't good, but they try and maximize every instance of slight imperfection to make it look like he's evil. And Cuomo sucked as a governor. He's talked to any real New Yorker. Um, uh, I do think, I do think there's truth to that. And there's like jealousy in, in the sense of like canceling people, because a lot of like the, a lot of the people on Twitter are like bloggers and writers or wannabe writers. And they, um, they, they think it's like, like if you cancel somebody, you get their job. Like it's fucking Highlander yeah. or something like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they scout man. Yeah. Like it's, it's so, it's such a weird thing. It's like, that's why whenever like some like Tony Hinchcliffe or Chris D'Elia, as soon as they get, you know, some, they get in trouble. 
comedians come out of the woodwork. Dude, they were never funny, dude. I, I fucking, they fucking suck. Anyway, here are my dates. Uh, like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you but, just go like, dude, it's. it's uh, the Louis one rang so hollow when he got. When uh, people said he wasn't funny. I was like, I, was like, I will not. Just, no, fuck off. Fuck off. We will not. We're not going to act like Louis is not fucking hilarious. Or was never funny. You can say he's not funny now, but you couldn't. You can't say. Yeah, I, you, he, he was never funny. Like that's a ridiculous statement, considering he was like, dude, he it's was so, so acclaimed, and it's by so, everyone. I know it's really interesting and to a degree sad that like I remember the original New York Times story, and at least the story I have thought was originally written was that he it was consensual and over time that has been re-reported yeah. and i only paid deep attention to it because i think like all of us on this podcast we yeah. they, like love louis and his work and and all that but i remember paying deep attention to it and in re-reportings of it as time has gone on it's been re-reported as non-consensual yeah. uh yeah and that that's yeah. like that's that that's not I don't think that's actually true, which is not you can like you can just be honest and it's not justifying actions. It's just all, right. right, correct information is right and misinformation is not. But you can be okay with misinformation in service of you know maximizing yeah. how much of a villain someone is. Is that the thinking of many? Well, it's like nothing. He like he admitted to all of the allegations in the New York Times. So if like the way that Harvey Weinstein ended up in jail and the way that Cosby went ended up in jail. If Louis admitted to what he did publicly, which is what he did, he, if he actually did something in criminal nature, he would have been punished for it because he admitted to it. But nothing he did was criminal. Um, so that's the big thing. And like, you're right, everybody misrepresented it afterwards. I mean, I read several articles, especially like when Louis started coming back from stand-up, they, they would be like, Louis C.K. comes back to comedy. Uh, Louis, uh, who admitted to sexual assault uh, six months ago or whatever, is now you know doing the stand-up. He's like, well, no, you can't say that. That's, That's so irresponsible. Illegal. That's illegal. And they and they did it all the time, dude. They did it. I read I read at least a dozen things from like AV Club, from Vulture to HuffPo to whatever. Like they literally all would just say that. Louis C.K., who was accused of sexual assault or who admitted to sexual assault or even misconduct. It's like none of this, like he didn't do any crime. He didn't do any crime. That's the thing. Like you could be, you can feel however you want to feel about what he did, but he didn't commit any crimes. So to, to sit around and act like he's a this sex criminal is so disingenuous. And it's just the whole Me Too thing all clustered into one thing where what Louie did was roped in with what every other piece of shit did and people like him and Aziz and uh, others, some others got completely taken down for stuff that really wasn't even that bad uh, in any way at all. And it's just, uh, that's why I don't like lynch mobs. That's why I don't like cancel culture that I don't like any type of irrational, let's just punish everybody because we're upset and we're voiceless thing. I, I don't think any of it's good. And uh, I think it's all just like shit. So there. Well, the funny thing was like, I, I looked up, I Googled Louis CK after the show, like the next day. And the uh, funny thing was, was oh, like, Oh God. <laughs> no, but like, I just wanted to see what people, if anybody, had there, the, the show, that like, opening headline, Christian Duran attends Louis CK. <laughs> yeah, like, no. well, how the fuck did I get? <laughs> well, it's funny because like what I just told you, he comes out to the word, sorry. And he talks about it, but it says Louis CK sidesteps like sexual whatever allegations at his latest show i'm like first of all he talked about it on his last special secondly yeah. he came out to the word sorry <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't even, like there's big bold letters that says sorry behind him and then he actually did talk he referenced it i mean i don't know but whatever i don't know you're you it's like you know you might as well you got to leave like if you cheat on your wife you just got to break up with her because you're just going to live in apology forever you know I mean? like right. you should just leave should well any any to be to be honest any like still harping on like shame on louie or shame on people allowing him to perform would it really is so clear that like oh you just need a hobby for like just like of all things happening in the world if you're 
really think this is a torch to hold. And like, you're like, how can you actually care? Even if, even if you did bad things, how can you care that much that one person who did bad things, which it's grayer than the media wants you to believe. But, mm. uh, even if you did, how can, how can that be your torch? The fucking Taliban is back for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, let's put a pin in it there. Cause we gotta go. So, um, anyway, you guys want to do plugs? Rig, go. Uh, YouTube.com slash Nick Whitmer. Uh, YouTube.com slash Brett Raybould. ChristianDuranComedy.com for all your Christian Duran needs. I'll see you later, guys. See you next week, folks. Peace. Bye.